stumble in the way. But God has never stumbled, never changed his mind about us. Though we have changed our mind about him, he never changed his mind about us. The book of Luke chapter number 9, beginning in verse number 57. I'm reading from the message translation. On the road, someone asked if he could go along. I'll go with you wherever he says. Jesus was caught. Are you ready to rough it? We're not staying in the best end, you know. Jesus said to another, follow me. He said, certainly. But first, excuse me for a couple of days, please. I have to make arrangement for my father's funeral. Jesus refused. First things first. Your business is life, not death. And life is urgent. Announce God's kingdom. Then another said, I'm ready to follow you, master. But first, excuse me while I get things straight out, straightened out at home. Jesus said, no procrastination, no backward look. You can't put God's kingdom off till tomorrow. Seize the day. Father, we thank you for your loving kindness and your tender mercy. We feel so unworthy to handle your word. But anoint us now to speak your word that your people might be encouraged to go forth, that they may be unable to unload all of their problems and cast them on you because you care for them. Now help us to know the deeper meaning, lower us down into its knowledge and its depths. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. You may be seated in his presence. Procrastination. The practice of carrying on less urgent tasks in preference to more enjoyable tasks. Doing the pleasurable and leaving the unpleasurable off. I want to address you from a subject I'm all in. I'm all in. In our text, a certain man saw the wonderful works that Jesus was doing and he wanted to tag along. And this idea of tagging along seems to be the general idea and the consensus of people today. I want to just tag along, see how it goes.
the next person that says, well, I got to bury the dead. And that seems like a good excuse. But Jesus said, your business is not death. Your business is life. Let the dead bury the dead and you come and follow me. Jesus made it clear to him this is not a valid excuse. This thing of promulgating the gospel is urgent. And I think it behooves us to sense the urgency of the gospel. And it is important that each one of us do all that we can while we can. Uh, do me a favor, ask your neighbor, are you doing all you can do? Because the truth of the matter is, it's either all or it's nothing. It's all or it's nothing. Jesus realized that when we begin to hesitate, the enemy will come in. And this enemy will take advantage of our hesitation. And he will use this to derail our faith big promises but if we don't act on the promises of God and, 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 and sense the urgency you know, in other words you don't need nobody in your face hollering at you all the time something needs to start rising on the inside of us about the urgency of this hour I asked a question I don't know when I asked it but if yesterday was your last day to live, what would you have changed? The enemy sometimes deals with us to make us think things are important. And when you begin to look back at it and in, in the light of eternity, how important was that really? He's good at giving us excuses why we do what we do. And I told you some weeks ago that whenever you use an excuse for not doing what you should do, it reduces you down to a child. It reduces you down to a child. And you will not change until you start taking responsibility for yourself. Do me a favor, touch the person next to you and say, hey, I'm responsible for me. Hey, I'm responsible for me. Amen. Say, I can't blame you. It's my fault. It was my decision. And now, it's my penalty. And even if you have messed up, I know 
everybody in here had messed up. Everybody. I'll tell your neighbor, you're in good company. <laughs> but what you want to do is now is take responsibility for that. Sometimes your excuse gives you that reason to kind of hang out. You hang out because you don't feel exactly worthy. You feel like uh, a little bit later on I'm going to get it together. Uh, I know I got good potential and uh, I've got prophecies and people have told me all kinds of good stuff about myself, but uh, uh, I'm just kind of holding out there. But I want you to make up your mind to this morning that I'm all in. I'm all in. Delay has a tendency of kind of making you rethought, rethink rather, and reevaluate a lot of stuff. The psalm says, Psalms 50, 95 and 7 says, For he is our God and we are the people of his pastors and the sheep of his hand. Today, if ye will hear his voice, harden not your heart as in the provocation, as in the days of temptation in the wilderness. When your fathers tempted me, proving me, and saw my work. Forty year long was I grieved. I wonder today how much grieving is God doing for us. We come together and we speak in tongues and we shout. And then after we speak in tongues and shout and go home and don't change anything. Still reserve. Reserving ourselves. For what? For what are we reserving ourselves for? There's something happen when you make up your mind. I'm all in. I'm all in. I'm all in. Oh, can my amen corner jump to your feet and say, I'm all in. I'm all in. I want you to say it so people. Amen. Can be convinced. I'm all in. I'm all in. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Amen. I'm all in. I'm all in. Can I get somebody over here and just jump to your feet and say, I'm all in. I'm all in. Amen. And, and it's impossible because this is who God is looking for. God is looking for. I, I was just, I was, I was going along last weekend I heard the voice says all in all in no more reservation no more holding back no more holding out all in and because Israel delayed amen when God gave them great promises because sometimes God gives you great promises that are unbelievable. Y'all got some of them, right? Some of them promises that was unbelievable and you didn't move on it right away. 
And after a while, the unbelievable became unbelievable because you did not act immediately. You'll find yourself slacking back, lacking back, and doubting. And Israel, God told Israel, you're at the promised land. Now it's time for you to go in. And I think it was Joshua that stood up and says, he told the people, now we're at the promised land. He said, let us go in at what? At once, at once, amen. All right, anybody ready to go in? Can you, can you sense an urgency to go in? Can you sense it? Anybody sense that urgency? I'm not here to excite you this morning. I'm going to tell you that they say whenever you preach a sermon, you should have a purpose. My purpose in this sermon, if y'all don't catch it, is I want y'all to go in. All in. All in. Amen. I'm not going to use any more excuses. No more procrastination. No more laziness. No more excuses. I'm all in. Do that mean you're not going to make mistakes? No, it don't mean that you're not going to make mistakes. But even with my mistakes, I'm all in. Even with my lack, I'm all in. No more excuses. And so, because Israel did not go in, amen, uh, God told them, because you did not go in, you, you were not all together with me. You doubted me. You doubted as to whether or not I could do what I said that I could do. And because of that, I swear you will not enter my rest. Amen. And because they could not enter the rest, God took them from right at a blessing and let them wander in the wilderness for 40 years. I wonder how many people in here right now are wondering. You got at the point of your breakthrough, at the point of what you're looking through, but you didn't go all in. You kind of held back a little bit. And when you hold back a little, Satan puts a man a weight on you and you're not able to fully commit yourself. Amen. We've got to believe the promises enough to go in. Amen. Because God is giving us a mind. He's giving us determination. And what the enemy is trying to do is get you looking out each side of your eyes and looking at the people around you. And we are standing still waiting for somebody else to make a move. But honey, we got to get to that place that whether you move or not, I'm all in this thing. And it costs my life. I'm willing to die because I'm all in. Amen. Amen. And the book of Ephesians says, Now unto him that is able to do exceeding and abundantly, above all that we can ask or think according to the power that worketh us, that working in us. So when God made you a promise, God is able to fulfill what he said that he would do. Amen. We have been called to do the king's business. Amen. And the business of the king is urgent. It requires 
speed and we must answer the call. We must leave all, amen, amen, of the, we must leave all to answer the call, amen, no more looking back, no more daydreaming, no more excuses, no more callousness, no more putting off. Amen. No more intimidation. The time has come now. Amen. I, we got to hang in there all together. We got to get to that place, uh, Delmar, that everything we got is in there. And this church is, is, is pregnant with potential. But I'm tired of every week we standing at the borders. It's time for us to enter our promised land. Is there any Everybody ready to go with me? I feel an urge to go in, go in. All of me, I'm ready to go in. I don't have to get it perfect because trying to get it perfect is a mistake. You're going to always mess up. God always take your mess up and do miracles with it. Anybody ready to see the miracles of the Lord? Amen and amen. Therefore, we got to answer the cry. I believe in the, in the year 479 B.C., Esther, amen, answered the call. If I perish, I perish. But I'm all in there. I'm all in. I I'm, I'm giving myself completely. I'm all in. Amen. In 444 BC, Nehemiah answered the call and said, I'm on the wall and I'm building a wall. I cannot come down. I'm all in. Amen. In 2000, uh, in 2091 before Christ, Abram went out not knowing where he was going, but he said, I'm all in. Amen. Man, these people were just like we are, but they made up their mind I'm going in. The miracle is not what you see on the outside, but the miracle is your decision. Moses says, I'm all in. The only thing I want from you, Lord, I want you to tell me who you are and don't leave me. Is there anybody? Say, I'm in here, Lord. Show me who you are and don't leave me. Mm, Lord, have mercy. Ah, how about my amen corner? Say, uh, jump to your feet right quick and say, ah, show me who you are and don't leave me. Show me who you are and don't leave me. Oh, they ain't confess with that. Say it again. Say it loud. Show me who you are and don't leave me. That's all right. That's all right. Show me who you are. And don't leave me. Anybody feel like hanging in there? Hanging in there. Going in. I'm going, I'm going into this thing. Ah, amen. I'm going in. And then Moses went in. These people went in not knowing. It was Isaiah who cried out and said, Isaiah that answered the call when God asked, Who will we who would go? Who would who would we send and who will go for us? Isaiah said, Here am I. Send me. I'm all in. I'm all in. Here am I. Send me. I'm all in. And then, y'all know brother Jeremiah. Jeremiah said, I wanted to stop. Anybody in here ever felt like stopping? But I'm all in here now. 
And his word in me is like fire shut up in the bone. Anybody in here that couldn't go back if you wanted to go back? Because I'm all in. Is there anybody in here that's sold out? Is, I just need a few sold out people that say, I'm all in this thing. I done thought about going back, but when I thought about going back, I thought about what I come from. Amen. How about it, Brother Thomas? How about it? Are you, are you all in there? Are you? All right, I like that. I'm all in. I, I like that. Because you see, when, when, when the church get all in, amen, the devil can try anything he wants to try, but he's already lost because we're all in there. And y'all, y'all know, did I say Job? Job, y'all know about him. Job, amen, he suffered. Job says, uh, amen, the Lord has given and the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. I am I'm all in. Amen. Hallelujah. And then y'all know about John Baptist. John said, I'm just a voice in the wilderness crying. I'm preparing for him that's going to come after me. But I am. Oh, Lord, have mercy. Help me. And you know about Mary, the mother of Jesus, this little thing. Old girl that hadn't had sex with nobody and joy engaged your old man by the name of Joseph. He said she just cried out, Amen. In the book of Luke, she just cried out. Luke 138, he said, Amen. Be it unto me according to your word. I know I'm young, but I'm Hallelujah, glory uh, be to God, amen. And then, of course, uh, there is Jesus, the Lamb of God. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believe in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. I've been talking to them, amen. At that time, he had talked to them for six thousand years but amen I heard Jesus stepped on the scene he said it is written of me to do your will he said to the father father oh yes hallelujah hallelujah it wasn't easy but he answered the call amen it was the thorns amen when he came in the rejection wasn't easy but I'm Ah, Lord, have mercy. Ah, being criticized and ostracized was not easy. But it said, I'm, oh, help me, Lord Jesus. And it moved on down a little bit when they began to tell lies on him and said he was the devil. But he didn't give up because he was, Hallelujah. And then it got a little bit harder because they began to arrest him and they took him and began to lead him from judgment hall to judgment hall. But he had answered the call because I am and then he went on a little bit further they put a crown of thorns on his head how many of y'all are in there showing up how many of y'all really in there it might call for my suffering but I am I'm all in I'm ready anybody ready any, any, anybody ready amen and tell somebody oh, I'm all in hallelujah 
and they took Jesus it was not easy but when you're all in it's going to come down to a cross not only did Jesus come to the cross you're going to come to your cross they said must Jesus bear the cross alone and all the world go free no there's a cross for everyone and there's a cross for me but I am oh Lord have mercy hallelujah I might have to suffer for a while but that's alright the suffering of this present time is not to be compared to the glory that shall be revealed the cross won't easy denying was not easy the grave was not easy but he was all in oh my God had he not been all in oh God had he not answered the call I would have been eternally lost if he had gave up because the road got tough I would have been lost if he had given up because everything was against him I wouldn't have had salvation. I would have been doomed for hell. My sickness would have stayed on me. The demons would have rolled over me. But because he hung in there and because he was all in there, he died on the cross that I could be set free. And because he died for me, right now, the devil can't walk over me right now I have life right now I have liberty right now I have freedom right now I have joy right now I have a few future what God is looking for the Lord is just showing me that if we would get off the fence and get all in there get this 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 get in there this get in there completely everything that you have in there don't wait till you get perfect Take your deformed self and just give it to Jesus. Peter lied, cursed, and everything else. But after Pentecost, he won't even fill with the Holy Ghost. But he decided to go in. He went in the upper room, still a liar, still a cusser. But he went in. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, it's amazing. See, the only thing you're going to make out of yourself is a fool. But if you would go all in and God will take your deficiency and make your deficiency answer his call. This is what God wants for his people. And redeemed assembly, if we, if we just, just get in there completely yielded to the Lord, Treat God like he's important. Ask your neighbor, say, did you hear what the preacher said? He said, treat God like he's important. Preacher, what you mean treat God like he's important? Treat your call like it meant something. Amen? Don't give your job more than you'll give God. Even your little sweets and your honey. Don't give them more than you'll give God. Are y'all listening to me? 
the conditions are right now for a miracle. In this day, in this hour in which we are now living, this is the proper time right now when God wants to do miracles. Matter of fact, do y'all have any idea how many miracles are done right here in Redeemed Assembly? But we act like it ain't nothing. We see miracle after miracle, week after week. But if you don't have a mind, if you're not all in there, you're not going to see what God is doing in the way that he's making for us. Sinners are being saved. Backsliders are being reclaimed. Bodies are being healed. Things should have gone one way, and God are making them go another. I watched my wife as God bought her out. She wasn't supposed to be out, but God bought her out. And what God is doing in our midst, he's letting stuff happen. Uh, Linda, you know what I'm talking about. Your son was there in the doctor. Got so many muscles, can't operate on good. But he didn't have too many muscles for God. God was able to go in between the muscles and deliver. Anybody, y'all know what I'm talking about. Because we hang in there. Martha, you know what I'm talking about, don't you? He is a healer, isn't he? Jump to your feet and say, I'm in there, I'm in there, I'm in there. All right, I like that. Things are happening to us. I know Delmarca. Danielle talked about you Wednesday night. Hey, man, you weren't supposed to be sitting on that seat today. Hey, man, you supposed to have been dead a long time ago. Hey, man, got you. Get you the place. God do something for you. Get so fat, you got to lose weight. But you're trim and slim right now. This is the way God, you are a miracle. But see what happened when we don't treat God like he's God. We'll see a miracle and still don't see it. We'll see a miracle and still don't see a miracle. Now, my, just take a walk from me if you would. Just across here and back to your seat. Let me tell me what God will do. Uh, matter of fact, it was somebody came and they was, uh, I heard my wife was saying, said they came to the church and they said when we was over there in the temple, and they said there was a there was a man there. He was really small and wrinkled. Amen. I used to love to see that man. Praise the Lord. I used to love. Where is that little wrinkled man that used to praise the Lord? Amen. Amen. Stand up, wrinkled man. Ooh, Lord, have mercy. You see what I'm talking about? You see. Uh, uh, what else do God have to show us before we'll see his glory you're looking at glory don't even recognize glory when you see it oh, and I'm glad Kenya is standing up because the devil trying to shut the door on her finances uh, but I don't care how difficult it is Kenya will tell you God will make a way out of no way oh do y'all know what I'm talking about and I thought about little T back there she was little T amen but she's beautiful T now amen in an accident car running over top of the car 
breaking her pelvic legs, swinging off seat that almost cut the arteries in her neck. The doctor says, I doubt that you'll be able to walk, but since that time, Dion and had three babies. Amen. God is able. We already seeing the miracle. Can God do a miracle? I'm a witness. Cancer in 1999. Cancer. God delivered me from cancer. Hallelujah. Not only did he deliver me from cancer, 2002, a heart attack. God delivered. America is preaching to you today. 2004, another heart attack. 2010, another heart attack. But I don't feel like going tired because God is a miracle working God. We see the miracle. Can you recognize what God is doing? I ain't got no other choice, Sterling. And we talking about what happened to us physically. The devil took you out of church, ribbed your body with drugs. Mm, take a walk, Sterling. Look at that. <laughs> My sister, from the age of 12 or 14, cancer riding her body. She looked young now, she don't mind me. But God, the devil wanted to take her out. Carolyn, if you don't mind, take a walk for me. see we don't we don't have to make up stories of miracles we are eyewitnesses to the miracle power of God that God is able to deliver my grandson was just born a preemie and now my grandson is walking around Praising, to praise him, Justin. He said, "He know how to praise the Lord." Look at that. That's Barfield and Trina. Told y'all it might be better to terminate the pregnancy, but uh, they say no, no, no. We we trust God. That what he has started, what he has started, what he has started, he's able. Somebody shout, able, able to finish, to finish. 
Now, grandma, you got it. Grandma got it. Grandma. Whew. Grandma can keep on holding him. I just want to let y'all know. Hold him up so they can see. We didn't need old robbers to come in. We didn't need Rubber Knight to come in. Jesus was already in the house. And if he can deliver that baby, he can deliver you. I don't care what your problem is. He will. He will. Tell me what my God. Amen. I'm all in. I'm all in. Anybody? I'm all in. Is there anybody else in here? I'm all in. Just tell somebody. Just tell tell three people I'm all in. I'm all I'm all in. I'm all in. I'm all I'm all in. Woo! Hallelujah. I'm all in. I'm all. Sure, just because I want you to be blessed. Took a walk. Just because I want you to be blessed. Yeah, that's all right. That's all right. Woo! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Glory, glory. Isn't God a good God? Isn't God a good God? He knows what he's doing. And just on the other day, we thought that was something. We had a death in the congregation. The baby, she here, the baby here. What a baby, what a baby. Woo! The baby and the mama. It's hard for you to stain. It's hard for you to stain, isn't it? I know. You don't have to pick up. You don't have to. This, this. Yeah, yeah. That baby's so heavy. I bet you couldn't walk off here with it. You can't walk with that baby. <laughs> hey! Glory! Look at that, look at that, look at that. Woo! Look, look at the baby, look at the baby. Amen. This baby was dead. God brought this baby back to life. And if God can bring this baby back to life, he can bring you back to life. What we ask him is a small thing. It's a small thing. It's a small, small thing. God can. He worthy. And that's just a few miracles. There's a whole lot more miracles in this building. Is there, in other words, if I miss you and you got a miracle, if you will, just fold your hand up and say, this is a miracle. God did something. I might not even know what everything. See, some of y'all, some of y'all done got some, some of y'all done got some healings and deliverance. You don't want to talk about it. It's too personal. And I'm not saying you got to tell all your personal business. But God healed me. If you one of them and you can just wave your hands and say, Lord, I thank you. This is the kind of God we serve.